and welcome to the Stripping the Dipping podcast. You're joined by usual co-host, you know, just a normal guy from North London, AMG Dens. And today, I've got a really special star guest. Actually, fun fact, I actually named my recent car over this person. Technically, they're the godmother of my new Mercedes, which is pretty cool, <laughs> you know. So, without any other further clues, she's really amazing. She's the founder of a very successful and prominent Team LH NYC page. It's the one, it's the only Crystal Brooklyn. Crystal, firstly, how are you doing? We're so excited to have you on today's episode. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. That was very sweet intro. Oh, anytime, Crystal. Honestly, anything for you. We're so happy and, you know, delighted to have you on the show because we've been cooking this up for quite some time. But, you know, I think it's probably the perfect timing because there's so many things that's happened like in the last eight months and you know really a lot to unpack as well so yeah you know you recently had a trip to the circuit of the americas which we're going to unpack a bit later too but yep. first of all crystal as we do with all of the special guests where did your love of f1 begin what ignited your interest in following the sport and what were your initial thoughts of sir lewis hamilton the goat so my love of f1 actually started with my husband would watch it and I never really, you know, I knew of Lewis, but I never got into the sport. It wasn't something I understood 100%. And I think it was around, for me, I guess you can consider me a, a new, a newborn into the sport. So it was around the time of COVID. Um, that's when I actually started to really get into it. And I instantly started to obsess over it. I was going back, watching old races through F1 TV. Uh, watching as much as I could. I think it was on my screen 24-7. It was just race after race. I would ask people, like, what's, what's one of your favorite races? What can I watch? Um, what interests you about this? And then also, of course, Drive to Survive. I know people have a, a, a ways of feeling about that, but I could care less because it gave me an insight to a world that I was not familiar with at all. Even though it's not 100% accurate, it gave me enough insight to understand what happens behind the scenes. And of course, I made my own assessment from there. And Lewis himself, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, we have we have the entire world today, Crystal, if it's, <laughs> if it's in relation to that, of course. Yeah, nah, but Lewis, Lewis captured my interest, one, as being the only Black F1 driver ever. And he's just incredible. He's an incredible human. He's truly, truly the GOAT and everything that he's accomplished both I'm totally here for it's just such an amazing thing to to witness and I'm I'm sad a bit that I'm joining the end of it all that's how I feel I feel like I'm I'm late to the game and people such as yourself and others who have been watching F1 forever or raised on it I feel you guys are so lucky to have witnessed it all without having to go back and rewind and watch it oh crystal honestly oh don't don't make it seem like that man like honestly like <laughs> if you tune into lewis today tomorrow 10 years ago 10 years into the future he's still going to be so relevant i feel in terms of the trend setting mindset that he has with the sport what he's achieved in terms of his accomplishments you mentioned as well that he's not only just like a racing driver but to a lot of people he's a symbol of uh you know ph philanthropy in terms of the charity work he does he's a great individual in terms of veganism and looking at world causes and trying to give a platform and a voice to things that don't normally get the time of day but also as well like you mentioned too i think tuning in and actually i i kind of envy you in a way crystal because 
the time you tuned in to watch Lewis is probably the most this amazing time you know he's being all of those records and that awesome w11 and even the significance oh, of that like it was that. you know that yeah. car that had like the black livery and you know it was kind of a stance against you know um diversity and you know racing against uh you know all the kind of discrimination that we see in all different parts of the world and lewis is really vocal that year you know there's many drivers yeah. that you know sit behind the salary or sit behind a helmet and they just turn up on the day do a job and then they just disappear into the ether but for lewis he took that responsibility because he knows that his position is one of a very rare circumstance that only comes through years of hard work dedication pain suffering challenges and obstacles of course you know and he was so vocal about you know the brianna taylor situation the george mm-hmm. floyd movement as well the black lives matter movement there's so yeah. many kind of things even in that season when he was absolutely smoking everybody you know like a toasted panini <laughs> he still kind of <laughs> had that, that kind of like foresight you know the, the greater yeah. cause and this how he could reach out to, you know the next future generation of kids and I will never forget that drive in Turkey, for example, where he, he crossed the line and the first thing he said was, you know, this is for all the kids out there. You know, if, if I can do it, you can do it 110%. And that's just kind of the one of like millions of things I guess you could talk about when, when it comes to Lewis and just how awesome he is as a person, an athlete, you know, just an inspiring individual altogether. Absolutely. And it's, it's funny because, well, you know, it's not just for the kids. You have grown adults who are inspired by him on a daily basis. And you can just listen to everything that he says and it feels like it's coming from the heart. And like you said, 2020 was a really tough year for a lot of people and he didn't have to do what he did. He didn't have to, you know, take criticism and take a risk and just, you know, there was a lot of hatred out there. There was a lot of people who just said, just go drive. And it's, he's bigger than that. And that that respect is just such a, an amount of respect that grew out of what he sees for others outside of himself, that's that's where the love for Lewis grew into from me. Oh, absolutely, Crystal. And actually, I think what's a great segue, the perfect segue, I want to say, is Team LH NYC, you know? Like, so to just give these, like, you know, amazing listeners just an insight, Crystal, and I'm, I'm going to give you the floor as well. This is an amazing account with some compilations, interviews, exclusive behind-the-scenes content about the legend himself. You know, and what I wanted to just ask you, Crystal, you know, is like, what was the inspiration behind creating the account? And also, how do you go about, you know, like creating these videos and putting them together and picking out these moments, whether it's high or whether it's even low this year with the performance of the car? Like, you know, it's really interesting just to see your, your kind of eye for detail and also the creative direction you take with a lot of the content you make for the, the channel. I appreciate that. So honestly, the channel grew and the page itself grew from me not wanting to bombard people on my personal page about everything Lewis, because during the 2021 season, I was just so enraptured with everything that happened. It was such an exciting season. And my personal page, um, I would always post and not a lot of people, not a lot of my friends followed Formula One or even understood what it was about. And they just thought, oh, okay, you like this guy. No, I don't like the guy. I love the sport and I, I love what he does. I love everything that he stands for, et cetera. So I felt like I needed to create like a personal outlet for myself, combining both one, the love of music. I love hip hop music. So the love of music and also just everything Lewis. And I never set out to, to create a page that 
was really for others. It was for myself at first. And around AD, after AD happened, um, and there was like this lull in time where people just didn't know what was happening, if he was going to return to the sport. It was just my personal, my personal diary, my personal creative outlet that I created. And then you get one follower, two followers. I'm like, okay, somebody's watching this. Then I remember when I had like 100 followers, I'm like, okay, this is pretty interesting. And even though it's not um, something that was initially created with thought of others, I have met so many amazing people from creating this page and putting out work that means something to me. And the work itself is just a representation. Now it's it's transformed into something very specific about whether it's him on track, whether it's, like you said, the highs and the lows. And a lot of times I interact a lot within stories um, and people really DM me behind the stories and behind the scenes and we talk daily. It's, it's a really interesting thing that was created out of just the love of Lewis and just needing an outlet to post. And I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Creating the videos themselves, um, I find it's, it's interesting to create the videos because there are so many fan pages, right? There's so many supporter pages. Everyone has access to the same photos. Everyone has access to the same videos. And at the end of the day, how do you stand out? What makes it yours? What makes it mine is that I pick the music that makes it, that means something to me, um, whether it's his fashion or whether it's just him arriving to the track or it could be an interview or some or a moment that happened um, throughout the day, or throughout the weekend, I should say, of the races. So that's that's pretty much how it started. And I don't really have a proper way of putting it out there saying that it was created to represent New York City. And I just, it was really just created for a creative outlet. And it's something that I'm very proud of. And I try to keep up on a daily basis outside of my things that I do in real life. Oh, Crystal, I think that was like a perfect summary of just how amazing the channel is also the kind of dire direction you've taken creatively as well with you know taking up the the kind of like different moments of his career and also just seeing Lewis's development as a person too you know from when he was younger at McLaren to his kind of you know stages with Mercedes and like basically helping them rebuild you know all through the success and even some of the hardships that he has now and like you mentioned to the fashion you know the kind of innovative side of him as well when it comes to his investment you know in some businesses that he's taking part in these days as well he recently mm -hmm. was involved in like a trip back to Africa too discovering his roots and uh -huh. the way that you do it as well Crystal like I have to say it's really really outstanding and I think you deserve a lot more recognition for it as well Crystal and I implore all of our listeners to go and check it out at the end of this episode too because you know, I'm just clearing my throat now as well, actually. Not because I'm getting too emotional. Save that for a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, you know, I was thinking about the channel, Crystal, and I was like, you know, our kids are growing up in a time where it's a very transitionary period of, uh, of, of the world. And, you know, lots of people, lots of people of colour are kind of going through the hardships of, like, trying to find their feet, maybe in places where they've never been accepted before. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you get, like, a generational talent like Lewis that's a trendsetter and one that breaks that barrier down and in a sense that too with him being such a exemplary individual what i also love about your work crystal is that it's a great archive you know for new fans old fans any fans you know to to go to look back to experience to reserve those very pertinent and special moments in the history of his career you know on and off the track as well and for the future generation of kids too 
I think it will be amazing because they can go to the channel and they can have a source of, you know, like a one-stop shop to find inspiration and to build knowledge and things they might not have had before. Oh gosh, that's so good, Dan. You make it sound, <laughs> you make it sound so amazing. I'm like, really? It is. But it's it true. is. It's, no, it is amazing. It, it's amazing to me, and to me, it's like when you see people. Because first of all, I don't. My thing is, I'm an event producer in in my day, my day to day life. So to do videos, this is not something that you know I personally went out and said I'm going to learn how to do videos. This is all it grew out of just wanting things to be done or just that creative outlet. And it, it's so, it's such a part of me now that no matter where I'm at, I'm always trying my best to see like what's out there. Like today, you know, it's media day, you know, Lewis is going to make his, his fashion introduction. And I've learned a lot by also running the channel um, and running the page when it comes to fashion, et cetera. And I, I'll always give props to other people. I've learned, I love photography. That's always been my first love along with music. Um, so it's a lot of interaction. I've learned and connected with a lot of great F1 photographers. Um, then you have people who run their own fashion page like um, Amazing Lou Rashi. And I, I learned a lot of what Lewis is wearing, not just from what he puts out, but also what she posts. And then I tag other designers, et cetera. And it's a lot of interaction that happens from it. And it's just such a great community that's grown from just trying to create an outlet for myself absolutely crystal and i think like like you said too it's like it's like we're a family and you know we're going to touch on some really awesome individuals from our community a bit later in this podcast too but you're right you know the ability of lewis and you know his input in the sport his stake in the sport and what it's done just for our daily lives too you know i mean i was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day and just saying like how amazing sports sometimes can change your mood and how one mm -hmm. individual or a team when you follow them and you go through the highs you go through the lows it, it can just change like you know your outlook on life it can change almost your response and how you apply yourself and there's so much you can learn from that too so it, it's so true in what you say in terms of you know how we consume the content as well as like you know um, just amazing followers and fans of the work that you do but also kind of like looking at all the different things he does as well and especially his fashion just, he's just yeah. up there with just being one of the most amazing people of all time and on the topical witch crystal i wanted to then turn the show to a, a very awesome interaction you had earlier this year so um just for our listeners you know crystal had a pretty life-changing interaction because basically <laughs> you had a really heartfelt experience earlier this year when you actually yeah. got to meet Sir Lewis Hamilton in person as he was making yeah. an appearance, uh, a TV appearance for Good Morning America. Um, yeah. And he literally took his time. He stopped. He had a conversation with you. He even complimented your hair. Like, I'm so jealous <laughs> that he complimented your hair. Like, no one compliments my hair in the same way. Ah. No, jo <laughs> you know, jokes aside, like, you know, like he, he actually had that interaction with you in that moment. I could feel even just from like the screen on the other side it was just so warm and so interactive. But also yeah. just like Crystal, give us your kind of take on that as to how this experience came about. What was it like? You know, what did he actually say to you as well for the people that haven't seen it? You know, it, it, it's such an amazing thing. And like, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective and, and side of it. Yeah, so I knew he was in New York, obviously, because someone is always posting his every move. We knew he was in New York. Um, and like the day before, I was not far off from 
where he is. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder if he's, you know, running or whatever the case was. And that wasn't the case. I'm like, it, it wasn't meant to be. So I somehow don't remember exactly where I saw it, that he was going to be on Good Morning America. And I had something to do in the city that morning anyway. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to, and I don't do this. You know, this is not something that you typically do. I'm like, I'm going to go out and see if I can see him. And in my head, I'm thinking there's going to be hundreds of people waiting outside. There's going to be all of these people waiting. I'm like, I need to find a way that he'll see me. Maybe I'll bring my flag with me, whatever the case was. But I woke up the next morning, um, the morning of, I think it was been that Monday. And I woke up, went to the studio, took an Uber, go to the studio at like 5.30 in the morning. Just in case I have no idea what time taping starts, you know, nothing. And I'm like, I'll just wait it out. And I go, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. So I made conversation with security. And they're like, yeah, I think he comes around. Well, he's going to come around seven-ish. But there was no one there. It was just me. Just me. And of course, this is the one day that the heavens decides it's going to open up. And it rained endlessly. It was just a thunderstorm. It was pouring down rain. I'm like, no matter what, I'm going to stick this through. I'm going to wait for Lewis. And then I met another um, person who runs a channel. And she's like, it was just me and her for maybe about an hour or so. And we had a good conversation. She runs an amazing channel as well um, on Instagram and as well as TikTok and other places. And so it was just us. And I'm like, this man is really going to come. And there's no way he can't see us. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm going to be cool about it. I'm going to be cool about it. In my head, Denz, I had so many things that I wanted to say. I, I thought I had it down packed, how much I respect him, how much I love the work for he does with like Mission 44, et cetera. I just, I was so ready. And every time there was a black car that pulled up, we're like, oh, is this him? Is this him? No feelings whatsoever. I'm like, I'm ready. He's going to come. I'm going to yell because um, this is why my voice sounds the way it does because I, I yell a lot, especially with that coda. And I'll give that that breakdown. But um, I'm not going to yell. He's going to see me. He's going to say hi. I got my purple hat ready to go. I must have dropped my purple hat that morning at least five times in the rain. But it was whatever. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be messed up. But I want him to sign it. We're ready. And I have my favorite um, magazine cover that he did from Wired. It was like the all yellow. That's my absolute favorite. Um, one of my absolute favorite images of him. So I was like, I need to have this sign too. So here comes the car. And the part that no one that I didn't share is like when he's pulling up to the studio, um, Aurora goes, that's him, that's him. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not it. This is not the, I wasn't, all of a sudden I'm not ready. And the man steps out of the car and I think I, I think I squealed. I have to go back and look at the, and first thing out my mouth is like, oh my God, please, could you sign? And, you know, he does his, how you guys doing? And I felt so overwhelmed at the moment. Like mm -hmm. the breath that I had completely left my body. I do not get like that. I do not get starstruck. I do not get overwhelmed in situations like this. But at that moment, all of the air left my body. And I, I think, I don't even remember at that point exactly what happened until other people was like oh he said he liked your hair or whatever the case was and it was just such an amazing moment that there was a moment where you feel his energy and you feel his his aura if that doesn't sound too corny but it's really true you really feel his he's so calm 
he's calm and it makes you calm. So that's when I turn around and like, you know, I'm team LHNYC and he goes, Oh, I like that. I think he touched my jacket. I, I don't know. My, I was frozen anyway. Mm-hmm. He goes down and takes pictures with other people. And then he comes back and still takes another picture. And I, I low key died. I low key died that day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I, um, I was in shock, Dennis. I can't explain to you how I felt. I went for a walk to like this juice shop. I love this uh, Joe the Juice. And I sat and I don't think a lot of people know this. I sat at that shop for about three hours. I just drank a green juice there. I had a meeting. I had all these other things that completely got eliminated. Like, did that just happen? Did this man literally not just sign my purple hat, take a picture with me, um, he touched, touched my jacket, he said, I like your hair. And it was just the greatest day of all times. And when he came back out, and I forgot to say, when he came back out, I did wait for him to, I guess, finish his um, Good Morning America interview. He came back out. That's when he signed my, my magazine. And there were a few other people there um, that came at that time. But it was, it was such an amazing moment. I was in shock completely that it happened because it was completely unplanned. You know, when you you say, I'm going to go do something, I'm typically the kind of person to say, if I'm going to do it, I'll go and do it. Mm-hmm. And that morning or the night before, I was like, I'll go do it. I'll I'll see if he if he's there. And the fact that there was just so few people waiting, it was such a personal thing. And it, it meant a lot to me. It really did. And it just solidified that I, I read people's energy. I feel energy. I, I can tell if someone's genuine. And his energy was so real, but so calming at the same time. And he really cares for his fans. Oh, his support, is, I have to say. Oh, absolutely, Kristen. And again, big shout out to you, because I know you're giving Lewis the credit there, which we'll touch on too. But you as well, you know, I think it was just God's plan that day, because, you know, the dedication alone, Crystal, you mentioned, you know, like having to get up, get there for 5.30. And, you know, I've got family in Brooklyn as well. So I know, you know, those <laughs> Brooklyn days can be really cold. But, you know, the dedication okay. to to get there, you know, to, to just be there. And there might have been the thing that... The wasn't a, an opportunity to see him or he went through the back door and you didn't get the opportunity to to actually make it happen yeah. and you know to actually get that opportunity that moment in time you fully deserve it and I can't think of anyone more deserving of it than you to kind of have that experience that one-to-one and what I like as well is how just like so candidly the camera catches it too and you can see Lewis smiling and just the way he looks at you he genuinely yeah. look at the video Chris he genuinely oh, looks nah, nah. at you he looks oh. at you he literally like he reads you for a second and he's like yeah. oh my god and like you know the accent oh, he's got that accent now it's like yeah oh, how are you doing it's like your hair is so nice I'm like wow yeah. just wow so I could only imagine just for you as well just how like Honestly, all the skins of my hair, well, skins of my hair, hairs of my body, even <laughs> that makes sense, would have probably been standing up. But wow, that's that's just remarkable, Crystal. And yeah. like I mentioned, you know, if there was anybody in the world I could think of to have an experience like that, I'd want it to be you because you fully deserve it. And I think only you could retell that story in such a way that's so vivid and so kind of like, it almost makes me think I was there. Oh, I appreciate that. It it was it was special. I'm I think for the most part it like I said it just if there was a way to add to the admiration and add to all of the feelings that existed prior that was it and it just 
it skyrocketed my entire vibe and my feelings for um, everything this man stands for times 100. Because he didn't have to. He could have walked directly into the studio, but he saw us and he kind of made a turn because the security was trying to like guide him into the studio, but he kind of made a turn and came directly at us. And he didn't have to. He didn't have to. And he did it again when he came back out. He didn't have to. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Oh, absolutely. Like, just the way you mentioned it as well, Crystal. And that's the thing with Lewis and being like a fan of his too. It's like, it's not like just being a fan. It's like we're a family in that regard. And it's just so warm and amazing as well that even for him, like a megastar of his caliber, like he's making time for people like, like us and still having interactions and still kind of like, you know, remembering his roots in that regard too. Cause he'll, he'll probably even himself talk about his days growing up in Stevenage and being with yeah. his dad and, you know, sometimes walking down the street and getting racially abused by people and all of those yeah. things, people underestimate how character building they are for somebody. And, in a sense, when you see people taking the time out of their day, you know, people have work, people have kids to look after. And for him to kind of like, you know, sit there and take that in and process that, like you mentioned it, it's just a testament to the great individual he is and just how like undividing he is with his time and attention and, and respect to his, his followers and, and everyone as well. And, you know, sometimes um, I'm very much into feeling that People are human, you know, regardless of celebrity, that's irrelevant to me. You're human first, across the board. And I can only imagine how much of his own energy or any celebrity's energy, because, you know, I've kind of been around a few, but it's like in that world, they have to give so much of themselves and to still find that balance. That's not that's not an easy thing to to do you know, on a daily basis. And so that's why those moments I truly, truly appreciate 10 times over. So you have to protect your energy regardless of, you know, who you are, where you at. But he definitely, he definitely has an aura. Definitely. Oh, I, I definitely feel that way too, Crystal. And it translates in such a kind of clear and, and vivid way too. Like it's it's incredible, you know, and like we'll, we'll touch on those things a bit more as well. But what we'll also do for the next segment, Crystal, as uh, as we always do with our special VIP guests, and put that in there too, we'll do an interactive segment. So, um, <laughs> you know, so, so for our listeners as well, if you're check- tuning in for the first time, essentially we're going to ask Crystal like a bunch of questions where she's going to have to pick uh, just drivers from the current F1 like, uh, grid. And obviously if she picks them, she can't reuse them for any of the other further questions later down the line. So you kind of have to pick a bit strategically. But uh, yeah, it's always interesting to see what people come up with, the reasons and rationales behind them. And genuinely, some of these questions as well, as you'll probably see quite shortly, Crystal, they're interesting. You really have to think twice before you go for them. So without further ado, Crystal, we'll go for the first one. Let's set the scene. So, you know, like, Crystal, we know that you do the amazing work, obviously, with the the Team LH NYC page. And, you know, like, imagine... You're going to go to the next Grand Prix in, in Mexico, believe it or not. Mexico. <laughs> and essentially, whilst you're there, you're going to meet up with oh, Lewis's team. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say Lewis. I'm just going to say his team of people, his entourage. And, yeah. you know, to get there, you're going to have to pick a taxi. You're going to have to take a taxi to get there. Whilst you're in town, you know, enjoying the life in Mexico, you're going to have dinner as well. And whilst you're having dinner, there's somebody you have to absolutely avoid, like Max Verstappen at turn three at Brazil. 
know, <laughs> just have to completely just straight line them. Like you don't even want to see them. You just side eye them and dip like chicken nuggets in sauce. So let me mm-hmm. ask you this, Crystal. Like, <laughs> who would you pick as your taxi dinner and avoid in terms of the current grid of F1 drivers? Bear in mind, if you pick a driver, you can't use them again for any of the other series of interactive questions we have. Okay. So taxi is the one who's driving me there and they have to get there fast. Um, so you're not going to pick Latifi because, you know, I value you, Crystal, and I want you to be around for a really long time. How do you know I was, I was going to give him a fair shot and I, you know, we, <laughs> we may not make it. No, I'm just joking. No, I definitely wouldn't pick Latifi. Um, I would pick Sebastian. Good, 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 good. And why Sebastian of all the drivers? Um, I would, I would trust him. I would trust mm-hmm. him to get me there in time. I am an avid Uber rider, and I know a vibe of a new driver versus someone who is confident behind the wheel. And I do feel that Seb is confident behind the wheel, and he's been there forever and a day. And I trust him to get me where I need to on time. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. And you know what, as well, Crystal, I'll ask you this as a side question. You know, when I jump into Uber sometimes, I kind of feel like sorry for them because it's like they're in a car with a complete stranger and it's their job to just drive the stranger about. So I just yeah. try and make small talk with them. Imagine yeah. having a conversation with like Sebastian Vettel because he's so, just like Lewis in that sense too, he's really clued up on a lot of things going on around the world, you know, human rights yeah. issues, you know, like sustainability of the planet. How interesting yep. would it be to actually have a taxi drive with him? I think it would be great. And I actually do, I feel the same way about Uber drivers. Um, I do had, I do tend to have small conversations with them as well, just to get to know how do you, what do you do? Because you'll find out a lot of drivers do things amazing outside of just being the Uber driver. They, they have a whole life outside of that and you find out so much. So I think talking to Seb would be really interesting as well. I could imagine it would be amazing, you know, and kind of bringing it back to the, the questions then. So you've picked Seb as your taxi driver. So so who are you going to have dinner with, with them? And bear in mind, you could only pick this person once. What kind, so. of, what kind of dinner? Is this a business dinner? <laughs> um, I would say it's a mix, you know, they, they, they're really invested, obviously, you know, in the work that you do with the, the channel on Instagram, but also uh. just as like a social kind of moment too just to catch up you know and to chop it up and to just like catch up and have a really cool time i i want to say i want to say lewis but i have a feeling that something's going to come down the line later so i'll save him i will have dinner with pierre Ooh, mr gasly gasly nice i would have dinner with gasly absolutely okay and what made you pick gasly i like him <laughs> <laughs> that's the easier answer he's amazing and again like you know we're talking about social media too he's one of those drivers that actually engages with it a lot and you see him poking fun at other drivers or he is on that kind of whole um like by Pierre gasly meme as well that seemed to storm the internet he's such a he's cool guy he's interactive and i appreciate that so i think for a dinner i would hope that somebody who can have and hold the hold the conversation um, throughout the night would be be good so i think it would be pierre i do have a backup if if pierre's doesn't work so <laughs> okay well we might might come to that one soon but then she's choosing pierre because you know he's the president of team freaking alleged <laughs> there you go that part too that part too i, I, uh, I, I like I, the rationale there <laughs> 
Okay. So I'm right. having dinner. I'll stick with them. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll lock Pierre in then. And then for your avoid, who are you avoiding? Who, who, who are you going to try and like dodge? Like dodge Quinn. There's Ooh, no question. Saltfish Patty. Saltfish right. Patty Alonso. Jeez. Uh, salty. Salty. Born salty. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass on him. I don't have any desire whatsoever to, to, uh, to be in his presence. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and I agree with you as well on that one, Crystal. I think a lot of people would too. And you know what's funny with the Alonso thing too, Crystal? Let me bust a quick joke whilst we're here too. How can my guy say that Lewis needs to be looking in his mirrors in Spa, but he's the same guy that didn't have any mirrors after he completely (laughs) ran into the back of Lance Stroll? Like, you see how karma works when you put out certain energy and you talk on the goat? Exactly, exactly. Karma's real. It really is, you know, and whatever whatever energy you put out there, you always get it back in return too. So you've got to be really careful about how you choose to put it out there. Agreed. Absolutely. Okay. okay, so that's an interesting trio then. So we'll move on to the next one. This one, thankfully, is not necessarily one where you have to pick a driver, but just a hypothetical. So okay. imagine this, Crystal. You're, you're at the Mexican Grand Prix. Somehow, I, I can't explain it to you, Miraculously, the, the the Australian honey badger Daniel Ricciardo has managed <laughs> to get a race win at Mexico. Ooh, things that could probably happen. I don't know if like George Russell crashed into you know half oh, the no. grid, maybe. No. <laughs> just, just, oh, I'm just playing. George, George is cool. He's one of the, the homies. But you know, may, maybe Max Verstappen, maybe his engine blew up in Mexico. That that'd be beautiful as well. I'd, I'd love that. You know. But uh, yeah, let's just say Daniel Ricciardo wins the race. You know, he does a signature shoey celebration. You know, the, the really strange one where he puts the champagne inside the shoe and then he makes mm-hmm. people drink it because he's weird like that. Mm-hmm. So, Crystal, the hypothetical is this. Doing a shoey from Daniel Ricciardo's boot or getting a lecture from Dr. Helmut Marco, the most oh. I- ignorant, kind of like belligerent, grumpy, old man that there probably is in the entire f1 business and Boy, listen to this as well chris yeah, you have to basically if you pick helmet marco you have to listen to him lecture you every no. single day of your life listen this is not fair because you, you <laughs> one of the most disgusting things ever i find is is the concept of the shoey um from someone's sweaty foot i almost almost curse real quick but yeah i yeah that's not it and i don't know if i could listen to anything from helmet so there has to be a third choice crystal it's a cold (laughs) world you're gonna have to pick one i mean you know thankfully i'm praying that you know with the limited amount of races that daniel ricardo has left and just like with us not really associating with that energy drinks company you will never be in a position where you have to do either if you had to pick one which one would you more lean towards if i have to absolutely must i as much as i I'm shivering at the thought. I probably would go with the shoey. I don't know. I know for a fact. I know me well enough that I would not be able to stand or be around or listen to helmet. That's just that's that's not working. So <laughs> yeah. Gonna... I think that's fair. I think that's fair, Kristen. I think even for me as well, I'd be in the same boat too. Like with the, at least with the shoey, it's a one-off thing, and actually you could see the great. Even though it's kind of like a kind of like ah, I guess it's, it's, it's it's kind of like a sticky one. But for a greater good situation, 
like mm-hmm. Helmet Marco, there's just nothing positive that comes out of that whatsoever. It's just a grumpy kind of negative guy with loads of kind of backwards thoughts talking into yeah. your ear for the rest of your life. I'm not here for that. Yeah, not at all. I don't think anybody needs that energy in their life. So <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> one. Okay, next one, Crystal. So we're going to say, I'm going to set the scene. So imagine you can have a hot lap with any driver of your choice yeah. at any circuit of your choice and in yeah. any car of your choice as well. Which wow. driver, okay. circuit, and car would you pick to have your hot lap experience in? Okay. That's easy. So I'm I don't know what else is coming after this, but I would love, love, love to do a hot lap with Lewis. I would love to do at I do love Austin, but I would also take Silverstone and give me the W eleven. Can you do a hot lap in a W eleven? Well, yeah. Oh, we'll make a two. We'll make a two seat version. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, that's that's not gonna work. It could work. I uh, can't say how. But um, yeah, that's that's my choice. I would definitely want to do a hot lap with um, with Lewis. I think that's a great choice, Crystal. And you know, talking about that as well, it's just Lewis is so cool when it comes to things like that. Because I think even in the UK, there's like a Mercedes Benz program. They have some of the customers where Lewis will come and like surprise them and give them like a hot lap around um, the little test circuit they have. And there's this yeah. really infamous clip. I'll send it to you afterwards after we're done recording of this these like Romanian. I think they're Eastern European. They've come over to the UK just on this experience thing, and like Lewis is having a full on conversation with him whilst drifting the C63 AMG around the circuit. I'm like, wait, how does my guy have the drivability to drive like you know a 600 like horsepower wheel rear wheel drive car around a test circuit where there are walls either side, and have a full on kind of like intellectual conversation? With two like complete nothing. strangers at the same time, like like like, like it's nothing. just honestly, honestly, it's just a testament to the man's magic and what he can do behind the wheel of a car as well. And could you imagine? I mean, if you had a hot lap with Lewis, then what would you ask him, or would you just be completely just in awe and like just be screaming um, the entire way through the lap? Well, yes, I would probably be screaming, but I don't know <laughs> if I would even want to have a conversation at that point because I want to take it all in. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see from you know from his perspective that drive that's insane i trust him and you know explicitly behind the car and i know it would be one of the greatest moments ever so i don't know what i would even say like what conversation do you have while you being you know doing 360s on a track i wh- what do you say what do you ask how do you feel like no i'll just keep <laughs> keep it moving just enjoy the moment i, I think that's what i would do I agree with you 100% there, Crystal. It's so true. It's just like in a moment like that, just the thrill, the speed, just the precision and watching him kind of do his stuff behind the wheel as well. It'd be incredible. And it's one of those like, you can never kind of like replicate it. It's just one of a kind kind of thing. So absolutely, some great choices there. And actually, that brings us on to another interactive question. So you're going to have to pick another driver for this too. Which driver on the grid is most likely to get arrested and why <laughs> yuki i'd oh, give it to you <laughs> oh, there's like no no barometer for you know chill he's just always on edge constantly so i would definitely give that one to yuki 
True, but what, what do you think he'd get arrested for? Because I'm just trying to think. Would it be getting like angry with one of his mechanics or you know, being unhappy at the restaurant and then walking out and not paying for the bill? I can see, you know, messing with his food and, you know, he's not happy and send his food back several times and it comes back and it's still not good. So I can see him getting upset with that. Yeah, I, yeah. definitely you too. Gosh, okay. Great choice. Great choice. I like the reasoning too. Right, the next one is right, Crystal. So again, you know, you do the amazing work for the Instagram channel. You know, you're making amazing content and like all sorts of content, which I think is going to go down amazing. With obviously the the well, firstly of all the Team LH family, put them in there first. But of course, yeah. as well, all the fans across the world. You know, new people getting into the sport, and for your sake, Netflix. Netflix Ooh. have seen the channel. They love the mm-hmm. work you do. They sit down with you and say that they want to have a talk, you know, about mm. potentially commissioning you to direct mm-hmm. a Netflix documentary exploring the upbringing of one of the drivers on the grid. Who would you go oh. for? No, I already gave my answer for the hot uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was a good answer, though, Crystal, so you could be forgiven oh. for that. But <laughs> All right. So outside of who was even left? Like, I don't know. Outside of Lewis for a documentary you're saying who would I be interested in learning more about or participating and more about um hmm. you know what I don't know how how exciting it would be initially but I do like his story and I like his style I like his his calm I would give it to to Jean that would be yeah Yeah. that'd be really interesting again we gotta bear in mind that you know, what Zhou Guan Yu's doing is really phenomenal. You know, he's come into F1. He settled really well against like a driver in, in, the, in the likes of Valtteri Bottas, which we know is a really fast driver. Bear in mind mm-hmm. as well, the significance of Zhou Guan Yu in the sport is he's the first Chinese driver ever to, you know, race in Formula One. So he's yeah. carrying and flying the flag so proudly. He's got a really unique and bespoke fashion sense as well, which I want to say is probably inspired by Lewis, but... We'll give him that, you know. He, and does, generally he, said, it. he actually said it himself too. But and I mean, he's he's putting himself out there as a future fashion icon or trying, you know, getting up to that to that level. So I I would find that intriguing to watch and be a part of. Absolutely, so true. And then you know, what? I mean, I think I was a bit harsh to say you could only pick Lewis for one of these. So we'll kind of talk into this as well. Then, like Crystal, like what would be the significance of making a documentary about Lewis? And you know. You know, me and you know, but kind of explaining mm-hmm. it to the audience as well. Like, what would be the significance of doing a documentary about him? And, and what particular assets about Lewis's career or, or even upbringing would you try and kind of like capture, you know, in this really thrilling documentary you'd make? Okay. Um, for Lewis, I think it would be, if you listen to, and, you know, we have probably listened to a lot of his interviews where it's a lot of the same thing about his upbringing, about being bullied, about, you know, lack of diversity and what he's doing for the sport as a whole. And we hear that a lot. But I think for me, the interesting thing will always be um, the behind the scenes, the day to day, the, you know, what does it take to get into the mindset of a, of a Formula One driver, like right before you get on the grid. I want to see those moments. I want to see the moments where, you know, he's with his team and he's having a heartfelt conversation of either being thankful or even upset. 
because sometimes you have he has to uphold such a an image externally that you know he may have to hold back sometimes because if he becomes angry or if he says the wrong word you know unfortunately he could be deemed like the angry black man and that is a real thing and so he has made it so that what we see all the time and the stories that he tells about his upbringing it you know they're pretty consistent and it hasn't changed but I want to see a little bit more I want that that honest approach of what he thinks on a daily basis like not a post-race interview I want to see what happens when he gets in the car to go back home I want to see what happens when he gets on the phone and something didn't go right or you know, he's doing a deal and he's dealing with new businesses and he's meeting kids and inspiring people along the way. I want to see their interactions and how they feel about that. I love that stuff. And so to have that, you know, display and show in real time and in terms of how he actually is experiencing it, that would interest me. Absolutely there, Crystal. And I love the way you articulated that as well, because I think, like you mentioned too, there's just so many facets of his career. Also, you mentioned like Lewis is obviously known for his success, but there are lots of times where things don't go the right way or times where people, it's not just him, people around him right. have let him down or, or not done right by him. And as an athlete, how do you overcome those kind of trickier moments where things aren't going your way and, and, and finding the resilience, finding the, the kind of like comfort to, to try and come back? And I think, like you mentioned too, just having an environment where you can be completely open and it would be a safe space for him to unpack and to go through all of these things, I think would be really insightful. I don't think that there's many other kind of things you could do to kind of get that insight. And like you mentioned too, there's so many facets of his life like his interactions even with roscoe or when he's on the road with angela at his physiotherapy <laughs> or you know yeah. or even yeah. just like the thing that touches me a lot as well and what reminds me of like lewis and his dad is the relationship i have with my dad you know and the way that my dad kind of brought me up with like a kind of like tough love approach but at the same time mm-hmm. saying to me you know that everything you want you want in life you're gonna have to work 10 times harder for it no matter what you know and nothing's gonna be given to you you're gonna have to go out there and prove to people time and time again whether you like it whether you don't whether you get kicked or whether you need to be you know like picking yourself up but you gotta go for it you know and those moments i think more than anything i think have defined lewis have kind of like molded him into unique individual years and is what makes him i think to a lot of people quite relatable you know people sometimes only see the glitz and glamour and him kind of like you know like living his life but what people don't realize is that it's years of sacrifices and even when he was at mclaren he was in the uh, the the youth academy program for them and ron dennis just basically said you need to win every single junior category if you don't win them you're not driving my cars and that must be like so stressful even for like a 14 year old to know that if you make one mistake, if you don't win races, if you don't try and be successful, your whole career, all the investment that his father had made when he remortgaged the house and did all these things that parents do when they're trying to sacrifice and give their their, their kids a better opportunity, how that would have turned out if it didn't go the right way. So you're right, yeah. Crystal. There's so many different levels you could look at the story and you can you can almost like, I guess, like visualize it in that regard too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that it's that transparency that you kind of look for. We already feel connected, you know, on certain levels, but that transparency of seeing even more behind the scenes and how everyone has their days and everyone has their moments, which is why I really appreciate it 
the uh, Vanity Fair article and how open he was. And it was just a, especially when he was discussing everything that happened at the end of last year and what he went through after that, that to me, that just spoke volumes about the human side. And that's the side I always try to gravitate to, to understand people. So absolutely. It's so true, Crystal, you know, and like you said as well, like there's just so many ways in which we, we relate to it, you know, as humans and just, you know, in our daily lives and taking the sort of stuff that he's been through and then I guess almost like reapplying it into our own lives, it can be so inspirational and, and kind of give us that direction as well when things don't always go the right way. So it's so true. And to move on to the next question, Crystal, because what I want to do is not only use this opportunity to big you up, but also this our amazing community and family too, you know, I want to put forward this question. Imagine, you know, Total Wolf, he comes to the end of the year and he says, you know what? I'm good. I've, I've had a decent time with Mercedes. I've had some really amazing times with Lewis. Some amazing times with Nikki. Rest in peace, Nikki Lauda. Even mm-hmm. with, obviously, Roscoe, you know, coming into the pits and <laughs> being like, you know, Bono's replacement from time to time. But, you know, I'm, I'm done. And, you know, as, as kind of, I, as, as I move to the side, I elect crystal brooklyn to be the new team principal of mercedes amg patronus f1 team so crystal Mm -hmm. with with a great job comes a great responsibility as i paraphrase that so i don't get sued by uh marvel (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're the head of the mercedes f1 team and you have to pick a head of technical you have to pick a podcast platform that are gonna handle social media we're gonna exclude ourselves from you know stripping the dipping from that and you're going to pick two people just from the whole Team LH community to be driver performance coaches. So when I say driver performance coaches, I just mean like people that are going to sit down with Lewis or George, for example, and, and just give them that, that coaching and reassurance. And even when things don't go right, they're going to be there to kind of support them and give them that uplift in, in you know, just like support and guidance. And whilst I say that as well, huge shout out to Lewis Nation, Uncle Shaka, Juliana yeah. Sanchez, Nilly. Gita, Naomi, literally everybody from the community. They're they're the greatest family. You know, they are the amazing, amazing people. But yeah, Crystal, I'll throw it back to you. Team principal, you got to pick a head of technical. You got to pick a, well, obviously like a a podcast to handle social media and two people from the Team LH community, you know, to basically be by your side whilst you are helping Lewis go back for greatness in the W14 next season. Who you picking? Okay. All right. So technical, I would, I would put Gita. Well, yeah. Is is that what we're doing? The entire like social media aspect, or just yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Technical, I would put Gita, and the reason why for Gita is she is a genius. She is so smart and so knowledgeable of things that are happening behind the scenes and in terms of engineering and so forth. And I really appreciate her her insights and you know we actually watch the races together a lot and she's the one we're like what happened what did you know what what did he say and she would be the one breaking it down to us constantly so I would put Gita's head of technical um for social social I would put let me come back to social because I'm I'm kind of in the mix of that and for performance coach you mentioned Shaka I think Shaka's energy is incredible Shaka will like tell a banana to peel itself and it would probably do it so happy. <laughs> he he just has like such a an amazing energy and ability to push. 
So I would put Shaka as part of that. And then um, I don't know if you're familiar with Sam as well. Sam is one of the calmest people on the planet. And as a performance coach and somebody who is uplifting and motivating, I don't think I know anybody else who would fill that role, you know, wholeheartedly open, open-minded and really get someone going throughout the day. So back to social, hmm. Social, I'm on the fence. It's either going to be Nilly or I would put... Actually, I would put Sumi. Sumi is social. Hey, Sumi's a mate. And shout out to Sumi as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think as well, we've got the F1 diversity group on... um right now it loses me discord which is great as well and i know sumi was one of the main people pushing for that and there's some amazing yeah. people in that space too so yeah honorable shout out to sumi as well amazing choice there um uh, as well crystal and is there anyone else that you wanted to kind of mention in terms of a community or anything anybody else you think would be a good fit for any of the uh the criteria we mentioned yeah so my girl nilly 100 percent. you know nilly is is a is a true supporter she has so much love in her, such a big heart, and she doesn't play. She doesn't hold back her. She doesn't hold back her words. You know, Nelly. She doesn't. She doesn't mince words, and I appreciate that wholeheartedly. So, I would put her in also as performance coach. So people are just too nice. She would whip them into shape. Oh, I could imagine. You know, with Nelly <laughs> Crystal, she'll be dads banging up the desk like Total Wolf. Like Bose, Bose would probably be looking like, hmm, should we reconsider the sponsorship deal? <laughs> exactly need like an endless supply of like noise cancelling headphones <laughs> for nearly bless her no great shout and you know also shout out to nearly as well amazing you know she's always yeah. there she's so supportive and again one of the true legends of our community as well so great 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 kind of picks there too right crystal another interactive question for you so okay. setting the scene again you know so you've done your netflix documentary on joe guan yu and on lewis hamilton I'm very pleased to say, Crystal, as always with you, it's been really successful. It's gone down very successfully with the Asian and Chinese market in relation to Zhou Guan Yu, in relation to Lewis Hamilton. Like, it was so amazing that one, like, literally, Georgina was crying. So that's that's one, because it was just so (laughs) emotional and breathtaking. But two, you know, there's loads of people now that are going to get, like, nominated for BAFTAs and stuff like that. So we got money. We eating good here at Team LH. So... The proposition is, Crystal, is that because of your success, the statesman of New York says to you that he wants you to be the chair of a New York GP. There's going to be a race in New York. And basically, as you are going to be the organizer of this event, Crystal, I want you to pick a company to be the title sponsor for the entire Grand Prix. Uh, it could be a local business. It could be just a business you think would be really cool for this kind of experience and, well, obviously, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as well. Uh, I also want you to pick a singer. I want you to pick uh, your favorite singer to sing the national anthem. Personally, I'm putting Mary J. Blige inside there. Shout out, <laughs> Mary. If you're, if, you're, if you're there, give me a call. And, um, <laughs> and uh, also, I want you to pick a celebrity to hand out the trophy. So... Uh, probably not going to pick Shaquille O'Neal this week because again that guy is just too tall and he makes Lewis <laughs> seem so short so yeah probably not going to pick Shaquille O'Neal for this one but yeah to, to recap basically title sponsor singer you'd like to sing the national anthem and a celebrity to hand out the trophies who are you going to pick oh okay 
You got me. On the title sponsor for a company, I honestly would have to... I'd have to think on that one. That one's not an easy one because there's so many amazing companies deserve that that space and that would be amazing, especially in New York, for uh, that opportunity. So let me think on that one. For a singer, you said Mary. I'm obsessed with Mary. That's that's my girl. I'll take that all day. Um, and for someone handing out the awards, because I, I'm still in that world of with music, um, handing out the trophy completely makes no sense but i would i would put in either Ken, kendrick lamar or j cole that would be pretty cool that'd be a really special moment there crystal and great choices as well you know kendrick again like he's also known and generally like respected as one of the greatest lyricists and greatest rappers of this modern generation so to have him come out and do the podium and to have that kind of interaction with him and lewis would be cool also j cole as well j cole's more cool and more kind of laid back and i think him and lewis energy on the podium would be really interesting to see as well so either or choices i think would be really great and even could you imagine if someone like maybe jay-z went as well? wait that's what i was gonna say let me stop what am i doing like <laughs> i'm talking about home. new york i'm talking about literally <laughs> as repeating it back to me so what am i doing like my first choice forever in the day would always be Jay-Z, but in terms of like my favorite rappers at the moment, it's always going to be Kendrick and Cole. But absolutely, it's New York. How can I do that? It's absolutely <laughs> Jay-Z. Let's be why not. It is Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. It is definitely Mary. And again, I don't have a, I don't have a company. I don't have a company that I would put out there right now. I'm still trying to think of something off the top of my head. But yeah, absolutely. That is Jay-Z. Oh. What, what was I doing? What was I doing? <laughs> you, you redeemed yourself there. Yeah, you redeemed yourself, Crystal. You have, you, you'll be glad to know they're not going to take away your uh, your New York citizenship today. <laughs> so it's like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, no. Real empire state of mind. But uh, <laughs> song references aside, let's talk about another state, which is Texas, because mm. you went to Texas to go and watch the Circuit of the America Grand Free at this recent weekend that passed as well. How was that experience, you know? And could you tell us about who you went with? What did you make of the race? I know that you were behind the scenes as well in the garages. You know, tell us more about it, Crystal, because it looked really phenomenal as an event. It was. It was my abs- It was my first Grand Prix. Um, I would say, hands down, I would definitely attend again. And I would recommend it for others to attend as well. Um, in terms of it, I didn't have any expectations, right? So this is how I work. I I don't go into things expecting it to be a certain way. I would just take the opportunity and let it flow as it needs to be because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Because if you over-prepare, which is fine, I'm prepared for everything, but if you over your expectations too high and it doesn't get met, you get disappointed. But with this one, I had the time of my life, which is why my voice sounds the way it does. My voice is raspy. I'm straining right now because I yelled Every day I was there. I got there Wednesday. Um, I had an amazing evening on Wednesday where I got to meet the Merck team and like the engineers and the publicist. It was just the PR. It was PR. It was just an amazing night um, that was set up by someone else. And it was a surprise. And I had one of the best nights ever. And it just solidified why Mercedes are the way that they are to me. I remember I felt bad when I left. Like, 
there was races, especially like, um, I think it was at Sanford, where I'm like, they don't deserve Lewis. They don't deserve Lewis. But I realized when he keeps saying my team, my team, it's mm. because support him. And the same way that you get that vibe from him, it's that same vibe that they give off. They truly care. These people give up their life and, you know, they're on the road with him, what, 200 days out of the year or however many days they travel. So the heart is there and it's such an amazing thing. And it was a beautiful thing to, to start the weekend, the weekend off with. So I'll say that much. Um, Thursday was the track walk. Yeah, track walk one media day. And that was incredible. We had the amazing opportunity to be selected. I'm sorry about the horns in the background. This is true Brooklyn right now, okay? <laughs> I just want to let you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to hear horns. You're going to hear ambulance. You're going to hear my neighbors downstairs playing his racing game. You're going to hear my neighbors above me vacuuming. So welcome to Brooklyn. But anyway, um, the Thursday's track walk was absolutely incredible. We got to get close to the garage um, and then surprised with George when he came up on his scooter, got to take a moment with that and take a picture with, with George, um, which was cool, which was cool. Uh, just, it was something I didn't anticipate, but the fact that it happened and I got as close as I could to my driver's garage, to that W13, I will say it's actually really beautiful in person. All of the cars, all of the cars are very pretty in person. And I have a, a newfound appreciation for how it appears in person as opposed to uh, on TV. But um, so that that itself was incredible. I had the best time with that. Friday was the fan forum. Was it the fan forum on Friday? No, Saturday was the fan forum. Don't ask me. I'm losing. I'm losing track of days now. But it was just overall an amazing experience. The sight, the sounds. I had. Um, I was in two different places. Throughout the race, I had uh, podium club seats that I purchased, which was turn 20. So you got to see the cars as they got to slow. And as right as they going like towards the straight, like past the, the start and the finish line, that was an incredible space to be in, as well as um, experiencing it from the main grandstand. So being at the main grandstand, honestly, across from the, the Mercedes garage, that's why my voice is gone because, you know, you're yelling as if Lewis is going to hear you over the sounds of cars going past you 200 miles an hour, but you still yell anyway. But the feeling that you get sitting in that seat because they're going top, top speed down the street and you just feel it. You feel it in your soul. It is so incredible. The sounds are incredible. The feelings are incredible. And it just, it was exciting. It was exciting to be a part of. And I would absolutely go back and recommend CODA to anyone. There was other things that, you know, can be planned, I guess, better when, especially if you go as a group, but we were able to meet up. I went with um, Nelly Gita, Naomi, um, Juliana, the whole Lewis Nation, uh, Shaka, Chris, and who else did we go with? Roxy. Um, there was just, it was, oh, Bryson as well. Bryson was part. It was just such an amazing thing. We, and it was other people I wished to meet with. Um, either they were on a different side of the track. We just didn't get a chance to connect. I know uh, Wolfpack was there. He was lucky. He got into like um, full day access for the weekend, like at the McLaren garage. So we weren't able to uh, interact or meet up at all. But just knowing he was there, I was so happy that 
a lot of people got to experience this for the first time. We got to meet Sean, um, who is one of the sweetest guys on the planet on Twitter. He's so quiet on Twitter, but in person, truly have a heart of gold. And it was just, it's just overall, it's just really a great, great experience. Just meeting people. The race itself was incredible. It was exciting. And we lucked up on amazing weather. Uh, we had about I don't know how the temperatures they said could get into a hundred earlier in the summer. So we had like in an 80 degrees, it was very comfortable, very breezy. You heard Max complain a lot about the wind the whole time Um, on race day. He kept complaining the wind was too much in his car, but it was very windy. I will, I will say that much. So all in all, it all lined up and it was the best weekend I've had in a very long time, very long time. Oh, we're so happy to hear that Crystal. And again, just, I like that we can listen to you and, and get these experiences as well because it's almost as if I'm living vicariously free, you know, with these experiences and the people that you went with as well and the access as well that, that well, fans again as well with the experience of going there, seeing the cars in person, how different they look compared to how they look on TV too and the interaction with George would have been pretty funny as well, I imagine, with him and his oh scooter and yeah. just generally and even the shout again to my uncle Shaka I saw a video of him just, like dancing away to some music and <laughs> everybody seeming like they have a good time and that's how it should be you know you referenced yeah. this uh something that happened at Zanvo which I don't want to give too much light to because those orange yeah. rats don't really deserve it but you know nope. like the Not way that we do it exactly exactly you know but the way we do it you know in in silverstone the way we do it you know in america to it whether it's miami or whether it's you know in kota and well hopefully next year in las vegas too although i think yeah i think georgina's gonna have to you know start upping my uh payments of ben and jerry's Uh-oh. ice cream to to get <laughs> to that one but we'll, we'll discuss that one off air but no like you know just to kind of know this like how amazing it is and everybody coming together to experience it in that way as well it's so heartwarming even from this side of the pond in london just to hear that you guys have had such an amazing time because you fully deserve it and again this before we go as well crystal how close were we we were just laps oh, away from getting gosh. that w laps it felt away. so it felt so real it felt so real we just mm. i i think everyone felt it was this could have been it and this was it but at the end of the day you know p2 I'll take that because this man drove his heart out. He put his all into a car that just is, you never know what you're going to get from it, right? So the fact that he pushed it and, and he really did all he could with what he had, it was it was incredible. Even like the pit stops made sense at some point. But I I will take it. I'll take it. If it, Let me just tell you, if there would have been a win, oh my gosh, it would have been uh, tears. It would have been tears. It would have been people jumping onto the onto the track lifting up seats I don't know it would have just been total chaos and it would have been happiness and oh my gosh yeah it, there was moments there was moments you get you get a little misty eyed thinking about what could have been or what what you thought was going to be but I accept whatever happened and it was p2 gladly take that and we'll see what we're going to get before the end of the year Oh, absolutely there, Chris. And like they always say too, like it's always darkest before dawn. And, you know, sometimes it has to get a bit rough before it gets smooth. And I know with Lewis, the thing I really recommend, well, commend about his mentality this year is, we all know he's not in 
a championship winning car. I don't think the W13 is going to go in any nice part of the Mercedes garage once it gets retired from this season. But yeah. even still, the resilience, the leadership Lewis has shown with obviously him taking a, a younger teammate this season too, taking basically all the, the baggage of the experimental like um, mm-hmm. you know setups and stuff like that too. And also, this is mentality. You know, most people finish in second place and they'll mope about it or they'll get kind of a bit dis- disenchanted if they had an opportunity to win and they don't. But even after the race, Lewis is so complimentary of the fans, the people who had spent their hard-earned cash and money to come there, yeah. and, you know, to see him and to, to support him and the team. And just generally as well, talking about the atmosphere. And honestly, I was sitting here with my girlfriend just watching it and it's like, wow, like, this is a vibe. This is actually a really, really incredible vibe. So, you know, if that's just how it is from this, even just our perspective, thousands of miles across the pond on a TV, you can only imagine what it's like in the person, in the flesh, just with just how awesome, you know, he is and how awesome we are as a community as well. Yeah. One thing I will say about the races that make it difficult, you honestly have no clue what's happening unless you're getting feedback from someone else. So like during the race, my husband was texting me all the different things that was happening. Um, unless you are like tuned in or locked into ESPN or Sky and you're listening to the broadcast, it's really hard to catch up and keep in, in touch with what's happening in real time. Watching the screens and everything is fine, but without the additional commentary, it does make it difficult. Um, but with all of that, it still was an amazing race. It still was exciting to be a part of. I think it was outside of like Silverstone, one of my favorite races um, this year, because it, that that excitement of what could have been and what was almost happening really translated throughout the entire space. And the crowd was good, too. I, I didn't have any expectations on other uh, team supporters and so forth and there was no difficulty the crowd was a really good mix and a really good crowd to be a part of was no fear or anything crazy happening like you hear at other tracks and other um, locations so that that was a bonus as well absolutely there chris so that's how it should be you know we, you know in this day and age as well people should be able to go to grand free women should be able to go to grand free without being yeah. sexually harassed or people yeah. racially discriminated or, or people you know like assaulted like we live in a time and place where people should be better than that and you know i'm really happy as well because it is the south you know that even then, in yeah. that context, people were on their best behavior, as far as I yeah. could see or, or hear. I haven't heard anything negative, and that everybody was able to have a good time, regardless of the result, because that's yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day. And as long as we can have that experience, that's just, I think, one of the amazing things which will keep us going, keep us, you know, wanting to go back there in future years. And this is the spectacle and the experience becoming even better and greater as time goes on as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, go in, you're thinking, oh, if things could happen, you know, all the what could happen. But being that none of it did, and you went in and everyone pretty much had the love of sport, and, you know, wanting to be there just to experience it, it translated across the board. So it, it was a good experience overall. That's amazing, Crystal. Well, Guys, I'm sad because that that actually is, well, us coming towards the end of this episode. But Crystal, you know, like before we go, 
are there any interesting projects or anything you have like lined up for us that you know you want us to know or any sneak previews we can get insight to please for the love of god tell our listeners where they can subscribe and follow you as well because what i will say and i want people to take this in as well crystal is a really amazing and exemplary individual honestly she's one of the most true most sincere most honest most just like supportive people i know within like the whole twitter space whole f1 community and just the interactions we've had together as well have been amazing you know and that's kind of why as well you're the godmother of my car so it kind of makes sense you know godmother of my first amg but honestly (laughs) like the time and this you know this the, the kind of interactions and just the kind of support and love that you show as well crystal don't think that it doesn't go unnoticed we will see it we will admire it we, we will hear for it we will love it and it's even for me you know on days where i don't really feel 100 because even me i'm like people say oh you're you're mr happy you're mr you're mr positive like what, what could ever upset you but you know like crystal said we're human so mm-hmm. even for me sometimes you know i go on instagram i look at the team lh nyc page you know and i just find that inspiration i find you know that purpose i find that you know like just that desire and you know i just have to be so thankful to you you know for all the amazing work that you've done and support and just generally the this all the interactions and everything that you do crystal like we're so so appreciative to you but i'll hand it over to you you know like uh, yes anything we can look forward to and you know for everybody at the back there you know just so they can hear us where can they engage? Where can they follow you on Twitter, on Instagram, and all the other projects that you're working on? Absolutely. So thank you so much, first of all. I love all of that. It's so positive. I try to remain positive, even though it could be difficult some days. Like you said, we're human. But my, I mainly stay on Instagram with my Team LHNYC. So it's Instagram and forward slash Team LHNYC. There's a lot of interaction that I definitely... Um, do a lot of updates and stories daily. I'm I like I like memes and gifts, so I'm notorious for putting that out there um, in responses to people, and it, it really it helps make the expression possible when you're interacting with people. Um, I do hope to be able to um, see Lewis again. He's going to be at a forum coming up um, next week. So I'm working on hopefully being able to have a moment if possible, but if not, then so be it. I still will try my best to attend. It's an amazing uh, forum with Pharrell and um, he'll be speaking on a panel with that. Well, not the panel. He is the panel, if you think about it. So that's something I'm actually looking forward to. And we'll see if, you know, could say hi again. And actually this time, be able to say how are you you know ask him back how are you because that bugged me that I didn't get the opportunity (laughs) like the man goes you know how you doing in my head for like a month I'm like I did not ask him how is he doing I did not ask him how's he doing because you want that you want that kindness to be reciprocated so hopefully I get a chance to uh, to ask that how are you doing but um, yeah in general hopefully moving on to YouTube and other things in the future. It's just really right now, mostly on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I do have a TMLH page, but I don't really put anything out on it. But I'm mostly on Twitter as Crystal Brooklyn, B-K-L-Y-N. And that's really just more for support and the Twitter community itself. It can be it can be a, a, a mix of people and a mix of um, interactions. But for the most part, I'm so thankful 
for the Twitter community because I found some incredible people. I've made some real friends and, you know, outside of what has existed. Because when you make time for people and you get to know them for who they are, the love of F1 and the love of Lewis just combined. And it just makes such an amazing um, daily interaction with people. So I'm very thankful for that interaction and that support. And in general, I'm thankful for you guys, for you, Dens, and Georgie, Georgina. I, I so appreciate everything you do, and I'm proud of everything that you got going on. And thank you for having me be a part of this. Oh, anytime at all, Crystal, honestly. Like, you're one of my favorites. And I say that without any kind of remorse whatsoever. Just that you're my favorite. Like, I don't care if people say I'm biased. You're my favorite. <laughs> but also, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but also yeah just like i'm so happy and so proud of just how far the channel is coming along and the work that you do that it's seeing you know the interactions that it should and, and touching the people that it needs to bless but also as well like chris i'm looking forward again to having you back onto the show at some stage too we need to do a youtube live hopefully with you with naomi with nearly just the entire family with um yeah. uncle shaka It'd be incredible to do it. I really look forward to that as well. So, um, Crystal, thanks a million. You know, we really appreciate your time and the amazing stuff you do. And guys, you know, um, I'm sure you've tuned in to the end as well. So make sure that you drop a like, you subscribe, you do all the generic things that YouTubers usually tell you to do. I'm not a great YouTuber, you see, so I just I just go with the flow. As I always say, I'm just a normal guy from North London, so I just I just do things my way. But no, yeah, I mean, jokes <laughs> Georgina's gonna roast me for this afterwards but on that note guys it's been a sensational episode of the Stripping the Dipping podcast the one the early Crystal Brooklyn the great inventor and mother of the Team LH NYC page make sure you go and show her love and make sure you subscribe and follow those accounts too some really amazing content that you will absolutely love adore relate Maybe cry and shed a tear too, but I'll be hiding those. But yeah, this amazing stuff. Keep it up, Crystal. We love to see it. And guys, until next time on the Stripping the Dipping podcast, spin your boy, AMG Dens, block nose boy, and I'm out. Peace.